0: Brian Mahoney joining us right now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. You can get $100 off a of redesigned Apple Watch 4 with the new line of service. Visit your local Sprint store near you. He covers the Knicks and the Nets for the Associated Press. Brian Mahoney joins us. Brian, how you doing? Hey,
1: Brian. Hey, guys.
0: How are you? Doing, doing great. Doing well. How, uh, now, I, now, no job is easy, but there's never a lack of storylines with you, especially right now, is there not?
2: Well, that's for sure. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of these years I've been mean, over here, we haven't had good basketball teams in New York, but there's certainly a lot of stories. And, uh, you know, the Knicks find a way to be relevant even when they're not winning. And uh, the Nets kind of go in and out of uh, importance, but they certainly right now, based on what they did yesterday, have uh, you know, become very important again. They made some, obviously some of the hugest moves of the whole league.
1: I want you to talk about the way the New York Knicks fan base is responding to the Taj Gibson and uh, other signees' names and that roster that was just put together.
2: Well, I mean, there's always some disappointment because, you know, with the, with the cap space they had, with the moves they made, trading Christoph Porzingis to, to have enough to get two max guys, uh, you're thinking very big, obviously. And disappointment really started out at the lottery when they didn't get uh, the number one pick, the chance to get Zion. And then now you're looking at, okay, the Nets got the guys you thought you could hope to get. And, you know, the most they've made since then, okay, makes some sense. Uh, they're guys on short-term contracts, veteran guys who can help you for a couple of years, and then you can go back into free agency market. But at the same time, it, you know, it feels disappointing. Even the Knicks had to acknowledge that last night, that their fans were thinking something else. And, you know, they still feel they'll be able to build a team, but this is not going to be a, a quick a uh, giant leap, like I think people thought they would be able to do.
0: Who do you think? Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, and, and if you don't feel comfortable pointing fingers, but is it the dysfunction of the organization? What is chasing off high-level free agents from signing with the Knicks?
2: That's <laughs> well, a long list, I think, and it's uh, it's easier to do the the pros and the cons uh, because the list is shorter. But uh, certainly, ownership has uh, you know not been uh, you know very well. Uh, what's the word I look for? He has not done a good job. I mean, obviously the team has lost for a long time. Uh, he has kept the wrong people. He has fired the good people. Uh, made a lot of mistakes, and they have not been able to build a team where you want to go play with. Uh, there's just they haven't had guys here to come join. Everyone who's had a chance to come here would have kind of been for the most part coming on their own, and that's a tough thing to do. You're not going to win on your own, and if you're not going to win, you're going to get criticized. Of New York uh, it has more media than anyone else, so. It just, there just hasn't been a lot of attractive reasons to, to come here for a player, uh, and certainly we've seen how, f- how few times they've gotten anybody.
1: The Nets obviously take a, I wouldn't even call it a flyer, but they go out, they get Kevin Durant coming off this Achilles injury, and the Knicks instantly release a statement saying, or there was a statement saying that they didn't feel good about maxing him out, coming off that injury. Was that to save face? Was Kevin Durant's mind made up before this? Was he always going to be a net? Kind of worked that out for us.
2: Yeah, well, the, the Knicks didn't say that part. That came from, uh, I think, some ESPN reporting. And, you know, it, it, it's certainly understandable uh, why the Knicks would have some concern about offering them a max deal. But um, certainly if Durant wanted to come here, they would have had to do that. Uh, he was going to get a max deal somewhere. We need to stay in Golden State or another team that offered him uh, the chance to come play with them. So, The Knicks are going to have to do that. And I think if he was interested, they probably would have found a way to convince ownership if there was concern that they needed to do that. But apparently Durant never showed the interest of coming to the Knicks, so it never got to that point. But, um, you know, certainly, again, this is an injury. We're not quite sure he'll ever be the same player. Probably he may not be, but you have to pay him anyway just in case because you're not going to get a guy like that unless you pay up.
0: Uh, obviously, Kyrie Irving has uh, had his issues at Cleveland, and Boston didn't certainly go particularly well last year. Uh, do you feel like uh, the Nets, or do the Nets feel like he's turning it over, over a new leaf and that, that, that he, he'll be a, uh, an organizational fit with what they're trying to do there in Brooklyn?
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's a couple cases there. Obviously, you always feel like things will be different when you play for me. Everyone thinks their yeah. organization is better and has better people around them. And so the, the Nets feel like their culture will uh, will help him grow a little bit in that regard, and too. I think I think he realizes it's for his own right. Uh, I think he knows that he takes some criticism for the way things ended in Cleveland, the way things ended in Boston. And at some point, you have to make sure it doesn't happen again. So I think a whole show of a higher level of professionalism here. I think the Nets will help him to do that. And all around, I don't think it'll be the same problem that was as we've seen in his previous stops.
1: Brian, I've always respected your opinion. You do a fantastic job with NBA altogether. You just watched Boyan Bogdanovich through that Indiana season really take over where Oladipo left off in the scoring. And then you see the news that he signs with Utah Jazz along Mike Conley and Ed Davis. Your thoughts and impressions on putting together that roster
2: jazz are having a great offseason i think uh you know bogdanovich obviously i saw him start to get better when he was here in brooklyn a couple of years ago uh and he had a great year last year in indiana uh, i'm sure they would have liked to have kept him if they could have uh, you know ed davis was here in brooklyn last year just a, a hard-working guy uh doesn't need the ball but he'll go out there and have into minute he'll do something out there rebound defend uh, and a good locker room guy, uh, just the kind of guy any team would want. And obviously, Mike Conley, we know the same way, uh, is a you know a, a terrific, terrific player in this league for a lot of years and a, and a good leader. Uh, you just can't have enough of those kind of guys. So I think everyone, you know, through day one, day two, of free agency is looking at teams who have done well and has the Jazz high up on that list.
0: Brooklyn comes away as the uh, you know the the winner in free agency, but again, as you mentioned, they'll wait a year for Kevin Durant to get healthy. What are the expectations next year for Brooklyn? How how better does that team need to be next year for fans to say, okay, that was worth everything that went on last offseason?
2: I think they still expect to be very good. Uh, you know, maybe little better than it forty-two last year. And, you know, in theory, getting Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan is an upgrade over what they had. Uh, they have a lot of – they haven't had to really lose much at all from the team they had. Obviously, you know, DeAndre Russell will have to be gone, but Kyrie Irving played the same position and a little bit better player. So uh, no matter what, they should still fight for a playoff spot, if not fight for a higher spot than they were at. And then you bring Kevin Durant in the next year. So uh, I think everyone thinks they made the right moves uh, so far. I don't think anyone thinks there's any kind of short-term loss at all while they wait.
1: We're all sitting back and watching Kawhi Leonard, and we're also watching the Lakers sit there and try to leverage and I think sit as the front runners, if not Toronto. How does this play out with Kawhi, and what impact does it have with the Lakers with or without him?
2: Well, I think people look at those as the two favorites there, and like you say, and you know, for the Lakers, if they're able to add him, you're talking about you know one of unbelievable front court with him and LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, if they can add him, it's still a tremendous front court just having LeBron and Davis, and then there's still money left to sign guys and fill out a roster. Uh, if they get Kawhi, there's not a lot of money left. Uh, you're talking pretty much it's going to be very difficult to get experienced players for that kind of money, but uh, if they don't get them, maybe you get two or three guys with that money instead, so uh, they'll be able to pivot. Uh, I think, obviously, option A is to get Kawhi and figure the rest out later, but uh, if they can't, it's certainly not an entirely loss. Uh, there, there's ways they could still move on and, and fill out a you know very, very strong team.
0: Kyrie Irving uh, a better player than Kemba Walker, but does Boston uh, how... how I guess, is. do you think Boston may be in a better place with Kemba Walker running the ship there as opposed to uh, Kyrie Irving just based on uh, maybe some of the dysfunction in that locker room?
2: It's quite possible. Yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, first of all, he's also an all-star. So it isn't like it's, a, a, you know, a big step down to go from Kyrie to Kemba. But uh, personality-wise, yeah, it just didn't work with Kyrie there. Uh, some of the young guys didn't like him. He didn't seem to like some of the young guys. Um, not even sure toward the end how much him and Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge were getting along. It just didn't all work. So, uh, Kemp, uh, you would think that will be improved. And, uh, again, I, I would say that there's still a chance of being a pretty good team. Losing Al Horford's going to hurt uh, just as much as losing Kyrie, I think. Maybe more so. But uh, I think Boston has a chance to figure some of that stuff out.
0: Hey, we certainly appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. And uh, look forward to catching up with you again here soon. Thanks very much, guys. Take
2: care.